pictures of McGruff the crime dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have found so much McGruff porn. There's online. a lot of everything porn. There is so there's much. There's more. You know what there's the Holy most of? Shit. Jar Jar Binks searching? porn. Yeah. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks porn is popular. Fuck. <laughs> You're I welcome. just well, I was just I like, yeah. any of this. No, it's it? there. I think you guys have seen like ten pictures, and you're like, <laughs> this is so popular on the internet. Yeah, that is ten too many. <laughs> that <laughs> is for everybody. They're not all by the same <laughs> person. How do you know? <laughs> because they're different stylistically. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the this, texture this of the line. Different, is different genres of Jar Jar Binks <laughs> like, porn. This Jar Jar self fellatio portrait has all the hallmarks <laughs> of an astrolac. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> early <laughs> period astrolac. Yeah, no, seriously. I'm like, <laughs> some of this is CGI. Some of this is just straight some up this pencil is and paper. <laughs> I mean, you don't even know if I, you don't even know if people made these. Maybe it was AIs. Oh, <laughs> whoa! Hey, now, oh, hey, oh. <laughs> wow! Full circle, blowing in my mind. Do you think they have um, bad taste porn? Maybe on VHS, locked Lord Crumb. Um, oh, I am sure there are Lord some Crumb Lord Crumb porn, porn out there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, without th- a doubt. Yeah, maybe P- the Peter Jackson made Richard a different Simmons movie. Richard Simmons guy was kind of like he was like a young Richard Simmons. He was kind of sexy. <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's the other movie that has the the rap? At the end, he's like Ninja Turtles two secret. Yeah, Ninja news. Turtles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you talking Vanilla about Vanilla Ice? <laughs> go Ninja, go, go Ninja, Ninja, go. Yeah, go. go. <laughs> I think that there's uh, an it's MC Hammer rap from the Adams Family. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Do what they want to do. Say what they want to <laughs> oh, say. Oh, let's go with the karaoke. I remember. I remember. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God! I remember the SNL. You can. I'm sure you can look this up. I'm we sure watched this together. I remember there's this the well. All, the all-time hairstyle. One of MC Hammer's backup dancers. On the on his appearance on SNL, where he does the Adams Family rap, and I couldn't describe this hairstyle. It was a duck bill. <laughs> it was a gigantic. It was like his his hair was gelled up in the front, like a like to say it was a pompadour. It it was like a like a sail. It was like a it was oh, glorious. Into this guy's head. Yeah, and then yeah, he was like, now. he was like business on the sides, super tight with like maybe some some speed lines sort of razored in yeah. and then he had a little braided rat tail in the back this this huge so one of the backup grace the stage You're of right, saturday exactly. night live i love how people go all out for their snl performances it's yeah so good. like cardi no b is like everybody i'm pregnant you know i mean cardi b Cardi B brings it, but no one has brought it as hard as this MC Hammer backup dancer. <laughs> <laughs> More like Cardi B minus. Check it, check. Yeah, my horoscope said that I'm I have bad vibes, but no hemorrhoids again, so I'm maintaining the streak. <laughs> not getting forecast for hemorrhoids. <laughs> Trend forecasting <laughs> for hemorrhoids. <laughs> my co- In this season, bum <laughs> trouble. <laughs> My co- my <laughs> co-star said that I'm not going to have hemorrhoids this this month. Did you happen to catch the hemorrhoidal outlook for the Pisces? Not good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. This reminds me of the delicious dish. A hundred percent what it is. So we model ourselves after. Yeah, that was the inspiration for this. <laughs> And I had a dream that we were going to do this podcast and it was the Came delicious true. dish. Yeah. And similar to the delicious dish, this movie does contain someone eating a bowl of vomit. 
<laughs> yep. Yes, it does. Really? Is it? Vi- I mean, yeah. It's it's gruel. It's I okay. I mean, first of all, I needed subtitles. This movie contains definitely, definitely, definitely contains Roman baths. All right, welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> this, is much more, <laughs> this is much more wholesome than our normal. Yeah, <laughs> our normal except like, for the hemorrhoids. Yeah, welcome. I'm your host Asher Lack. With me are my co-hosts, Dr. Alan Sussman. Hello. Raphael Ruttenberg, ESQ. Hey, I don't know why you have to say it like that. Yeah, and in our fourth chair is <laughs> Nicole Stanchek. Stanzik. Right. Yeah, take both. Take both. Um, and today we're talking about Peter Jackson, uh, 1987. Bad taste. Are you doing Australian or New Zealand? I is there a difference? There is, I can't do any of those. <laughs> These definitely. The, definitely. Um, yeah. That's good. Yeah, bad taste. Peter Jackson, 1987. Wow! <laughs> so I just want to point out you guys haven't seen this before. I've never seen this. No, you had. I've seen oh, Lord yeah. of the Rings three times. The whole I time. I've never seen Lord of the Rings. <laughs> really? How is that possible? <laughs> that's Here great. That's just that's always on. Living proof. So that's I have amazing. memories of seeing the cassette box the of dies. this. Sorry. Yeah. In the video store. Yeah. Because like the aliens I've seen posters of this. Yeah, in this movie are so iconic looking. It has a huge following. Yeah, the aliens are. This uh, is like, iconic, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, one time, like, I think I like somehow got lost and wi- wound up at this drug dealer's house. Like, I don't know. I was just there to ask for directions. <laughs> I think I saw a bad taste poster on the wall. So that's Makes my sense. first memory of it. But then I immediately ran away and called the police. I feel like a dissociative anesthetic would really hit the spot <laughs> right about now. <laughs> it certainly would have helped me with this movie. It would have helped me with this movie. <laughs> So my number one, th- number one thing. You guys needed help. I needed, I needed subtitles, and I couldn't figure out how to turn them on. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I have did. subtitles. No, wait, no, I did have subtitles. Was I it bring, helpful? I take it back. I did. But there's not uh, a lot of dialogue. They were helpful. There's not a lot of dialogue in this movie. Yeah, there's <laughs> no dialogue really for the first like four six of them. <laughs> and They're I love killed that. by some real assholes. <laughs> 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 there did was you guys what? think he was dead after he fell off the cliff? Though? I or was very yeah. confused about that whole I thing assume. for a while. I need to set up the movie a little bit more. I'd like to hear what you guys thought about seeing it for the first time. <laughs> I feel a bit like the Harry Potter guy who keeps tightening the belt around his head to keep his brains from falling <laughs> out. God. That is Peter Jackson. That was Peter Jackson? Yeah. I thought that Peter Jackson was oh, the guy who vomited the wait, slime. Really? There, He yeah. plays two roles. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Peter Jackson wait. was a um, fat fellow. Yeah. With a beard. He is now, yes. Yeah. Okay. This is 87, boys. Yeah. Yeah. He had a <laughs> lot of years to... <laughs> Actually, pretty low mullet content <laughs> for, for an now. 80s movie. I d- there was maybe one... It hadn't gone, maybe it hadn't gone to New Zealand yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like mullets only got to New Zealand in 2008. But it had like an 80s kind of Kurt Russell vibe with the kind of couple muscle cars and then the uh, guitar solo cutaways. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved that. Yeah, there's a lot of sleeveless t-shirts in this movie. And there's yeah. one... The homemade Sgt. Pepper's... Lonely Hearts Club playing cutouts. That, like, is it the that? best car? Yo, I what love was that car. I, We were trying to figure out, is he standing in the background yes. and driving it? Or is he kneeling or sitting up back there? But there this car is like questions. one of my favorite parts of the movie. There are many questions yeah. about this movie. I have a lot of questions about this movie as well. I don't know if any of us oh will have the, all the answers. Yeah. But. We usually try and like slog through a plot breakdown, which mm-hmm. takes us basically the whole show. Yeah. So do we want to try and do that? Yeah, I guess. Without a doubt, unless other initial we thoughts. We thought about a, a better format. I mean, usually we <laughs> talk, talk about our initial thoughts on the movie. 
I just this movie felt this movie felt like first of all 100% a Raph movie this was like a total yeah, Raph this pick. is a total so no, I, know, I don't know I don't know you don't, you don't think, think so? so I, I don't think, think it's like, erudite enough or or like mindlessly dumb wait so Death Race 2000 <laughs> have you seen that by the way Death Race 2000 it is very the yeah. original the remake the original, the original not, not the, the remake. remake yes, <laughs> yes very much not the remake mm-hmm. that is a very bad bad movie <laughs> it's um, very as opposed very to the original which yeah. is fucking Dostoevsky on screen <laughs> it's, it's that's like, another movie that like I this is my favorite kind of movie where I'm like wow they actually took the time to actually make this like do you ever have a dumb idea like why doesn't somebody make a movie like this and I'm like in my mind nobody's ever gonna make that movie but then when I see something like this or Death Race 2000 I'm like they actually made it, <laughs> <laughs> made <Yeah>. it happen <laughs> well, so and it's somebody like, took the time to produce it <laughs> and yeah. everybody involved yeah. was stoned as shit for every <laughs> single <laughs> second that this is being made from inception from like the writing to the final editing. I think <laughs> that the budget at the end, I thought the budget was a little bit too high to be a student film just because like what so the effect with the house. Space. Yeah. $25,000? Okay, so yeah, did you yeah. guys notice that mm-hmm. the feel of the movie like changed about halfway through? Yeah. I, I think two things happened there. I think... Uh, one Peter Jackson met Tom Savini who inspired a lot of the uh, gore and special effects but then also I read that this movie was filmed over week on weekends for four years oh wow and then the budget was originally $25,000 but then like the local film academy put up some funds to make sure it got finished and put out okay that makes guess, so right. much sense I think I should tell you guys that I hated this movie <laughs> 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 I think that's fair I, I, but you watched the whole thing. I w- well, I had to. I <laughs> wanted to stop watching many times. <laughs> uh, yeah, Alan is a good. You, you don't blow things movie. off. You said this is the worst one we've we've done. I, yeah. I, I think this one's a grower, movies. not a shower. <laughs> I, Maybe you're gonna think about it. I, over you the know, I hear that a I might, lot. I might. <laughs> I, I think. Might. I hear that phrase a lot for some reason. <laughs> I think the yeah. first half of this movie, it's it's interesting that you say that like they didn't have funding and they made it over the course of four years because now that you say it, it's so obvious that like, oh yeah, the second, the first 40 minutes of this are like almost unwatchably terrible where it's like, first of all, these guys, so for, for listeners who haven't seen the movie, the opening premise is that these like four Kiwi dudes are like an alien hunting squad that have located some aliens and are going to kill them. but And they're a government <laughs> entity, apparently. The, the boys. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That was the funniest fucking thing. This movie's I'm sorry. The, Actually, not, as soon as I <laughs> remembered that, we press this, the queen, mum, the boys. The PM, queen, mum, the boys. That's brilliant. That's really funny. Sorry, continue. So it's not that dumb. It's no. <laughs> no, this movie boys. had like a lot of... I mean, look, we're going to get into it a little bit more, but I thought that it was really interesting, the degree to which, and we talked about this slightly in in They Live, but basically, like, the huge fear of, like, corporate yuppiehood that underlies all science Mm -hmm. fiction in the 80s. That's, Mm -hmm. like, the driving kind of, and this movie is Mm. completely steeped in that, but, you know. Yuppiehood? Yeah, yuppiehood. You guys didn't think that there was, like, a yuppie corporate culture underneath the aliens? So... I think that they I like this. they were disguised. Okay, I okay. Well, I, hang on. Should we just tell the premise? So the premise <laughs> of this movie is that the boys cutting me off. I'm I'm I just I don't want listeners to not know what you're about to say. So keep those hot takes on ice. 
He's setting you up, Brad. I'm setting you up. Okay. There we you go. You keep hot takes on ice. They will get cold. <laughs> you heard it here fast. first, folks. These are, these are lukewarm takes. <laughs> Thermodynamics. <laughs> um, but no, it, basically, the, the aliens run have come to Earth to sell humanity for fast food. That was all I wanted to say. So the people would know that. That it's like... They, they've come to Earth to kill and bring back human meat. Yeah, to sell. Village. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because that's a new twelve boxes. That's a new fad. Like everyone is into human meat. Yeah, eating inter- human meat now. Galactic McDonald's. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> and instead of pink slime, it's green slime. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Raph, you were gonna say. I just I know there's so much mind boggling <laughs> stuff. Like when they they enter the house, the spaceship house, which is apparently just a spaceship. Um. <laughs> I don't even. I don't know. I, 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 Why does it to look like a house? <laughs> every second of this, everything you try and explain in this movie, I suddenly trip over it because it's just like, why was it builds on <laughs> absurdity and insanity to such a degree that there's no way to explain anything without like having to explain eight things preceding it. <laughs> so like, the guys are breaking into the spaceship. The boys, boys. are breaking into the spaceship house. And one of them <laughs> picks up a mop and starts mopping up the blood because he's worried they're going to slip. Yeah. Like, where did this come from? <laughs> like, what is it? Oh, my God. I know. That's, that's my hot take. That's your hot take. I put it, I'll put it down now. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> I thought that was somewhat humorous. Oh, yeah. So the yuppies. I don't know. Is this? Are these, these guys were like, they looked like farmers, right? Wasn't that one of the jokes? Well, the boys are like farmers, but no, I, I thought that the oh, the aliens were corporate. I mean, what's the name of the head guy? Co- they're all wearing the blue shirts. They're all so wearing the blue shirts, the but the head mm-hmm. guy, who's the, what's the name of the head alien? Lord Crumb. So yeah, Lord Crumb says like a bunch of specifically corporate stuff where he's like, I mean, uh, now it, it I think it, it is me, co- corporate, like, right? It's it's pretty corporate, but it's not. Yeah, I think Raph's just arguing it's not really yuppie. Yeah, I suppose I maybe yuppie is the wrong thing. So if you want to really torture this analogy, then you could say like, or, or you know, say this is a metaphor for uh, corporatism, sort of like taking, uh, calling an army from the working class, um, you know, class traders, like, you know, the police or other similar entities and making them to reactionary fo- force that actually literally butchers, murders, butchers, cannibalizes people and exploits them for profit, which is... I would say a fair metaphor for the capitalist system. Boom. That was totally in the movie, right? I mean, okay. that's, I, really I don't know. That. You guys didn't see that? That like Lord Crumb was like, yeah. we'll maximize profits. And I, Absolutely. sorry. Yeah, there, no, there's all that. But like, hum, I mean, the, the humans are a different ra- race on a different planet. I feel like it's different. Maybe it's, maybe it's more of an analogy to taking advantage of laborers in other countries or something in like third world countries, which was like happening. Mm-hmm. In the in the eighties, space imperialism, right? Something like that. You know, and also, I mean, there's parallels to animal rights as well. I I wanted to mm-hmm. ask you a little bit about Peter Singer because I <laughs> I thought for sure that you were going to have some takes on this movie and that. But before we jump into all that stuff, I wanted to know uh, what what Nicole made you want to pick this movie or call it for today. <laughs> well, um, Rafi said I could pick any movie I want. He said it doesn't even have to be sci-fi per se. And so I was like, how about like this or this? And shit, I picked Bad Taste, not even realizing how very sci-fi it is. So Mm. I think I made a good call there. And also, I think think not enough people have seen this movie. I would agree. I mean, it has a huge cult following, but I don't think that people appreciate it as... 
yeah, I don't think that it's like as well known as maybe like Evil Dead, which is kind of in the same wheelhouse. Or, yeah. or I think uh, one of his follow-up films is De- Dead, Dead Alive. Alive. Yeah, love that movie so much. I'm a big fan of gore too, and especially like non-CGI gore. Like, how did they use like grape jelly and and slop to make something look like a decapitation? That's so interesting to me. Actually, it's funny because <laughs> my, so my dad was in a horror movie. <laughs> and when I was sci-fi the, horror, yeah, movie. sci-fi horror movie. This is probably why You've we do seen this. This, movie this, too. this is like weird therapy. Yeah, my dad <laughs> was in, in scanners. Free therapy. And uh, his dad was a star scanner. Have yeah. You seen that? What? And yeah. at the end of the movie, his head explodes. So my dad actually kept the exploded head, nice. and like used to t- take it out and like seat it across the table for me when I was a child. Like. <laughs> I'd be like eating breakfast rule. and eating. Like, That's <laughs> not the only thing. Now, I, I I never saw that, but like I would eat breakfast at Asher's apartment frequently when we'd have sleepovers in ninth grade, and his dad would like bring out books of like large prints of Robert Maplethorpe photos <laughs> with like arms inserted up asses like most of the way up the ass most of the way up the arm wow. and he's like check this out <laughs> good morning good morning <laughs> enjoy your cereal <laughs> these ninth grade sleepovers were something else yeah, these <laughs> are really something. my dad like loves to make people un- uncomfortable <laughs> so yeah that was like a favorite that was one of his greatest hits of like he's since the sold Maple the head Bird. to jj abrams but oh uh, he did i was gonna ask if that was gonna be yours no one day i think <laughs> his inheritance is gone was, yeah <laughs> please you um, have to talk to J.J. Abrams about that. <laughs> <laughs> Give me back my stuff. That'll be ep- like season four of the podcast. We'll do like a heist of J.J. Of Abrams. We break it. Or just have Raffi write a lawsuit or yeah, something. We, yeah, demand, <laughs> demand letter. <laughs> Put, like, I'll report it to like the Antiquities Authority. Right, full ownership. And like, have like, yeah, the U.S. <laughs> Customs and Border Patrol raid J.J. Abrams. <laughs> Compound. Right. Yeah, so That's season four. <laughs> season four is us planning and executing the J.J. Abrams heist. Heist. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, the machine, the head, the model of his head, in order to get it to like explode, I guess there was a machine inside that shot chicken livers out of the eyes. And so that was the, when you were what? like, hey, I just wanted to know like what they used to make those gross ass effects. So then like later on, my dad brought me to the set of another Cronenberg movie because um, we were in Toronto for my cousin's bar mitzvah <laughs> and he was shooting Crash and so I got to oh, hang wow. out with this guy, Stefan Dupuis, who was like a pretty big in the gore special effects world. Mm-hmm. And he did some scar makeup on me, which was the coolest thing. So it's all latex, like a lot of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And they use these oils to paint around the edges so that it blends with your skin, which to me, that was the most mind blowing thing. I thought it would be like a makeup, like a powder or something like that. And it was just a translucent oil. I don't know if this is mm. interesting mm-hmm. to anyone. <clears throat> I remember like when... I watched Scanners for the first time, maybe with you, and we watched like the scene where the news anchor's head blows up, yeah. and we like this is back when there were VCRs, so you could like watch it frame by frame. <laughs> so we like went back. And I we was watched there for, for the that. yeah. This yeah. must have been we, you guys. I don't think I was there for this. We yeah, watched for I the was, exact I didn't frame see it college. I think where they like rep- and you could see where like it's in. just a, a guy, and then and then the next frame 
they it was like a watermelon <laughs> that they had <laughs> it was like about the same size of the yeah. guy's head that they had like painted to look like the guy's head wow, and then the watermelon forgot about exploded. doing that we, <laughs> why did we do that why did we, it's, it's the, the same reason like, you just wanted to know why, how they did it yeah we were, curi- we were curious children <laughs> <laughs> no but you can't do that anymore you can't do that on netflix right you can't go frame by frame i have no idea i've never tried i don't think you can so should we do a plot breakdown of this movie? I or said ready? You said you don't think they're ready. <laughs> <laughs> I, said ready. I think we should. Do, we should do I'm a ready. plot breakdown. <laughs> I don't think the yeah, listeners, you don't think are, the ready. listeners no. are ready. <laughs> try, ready. Again, I'm trying to imagine know. like someone who's listening to this show is like, I'm considering whether or not to watch Bad Taste, Peter Jackson, 1987. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth my time and money. <laughs> it's an hour and 32 minutes. It feels like maybe three hours. It feels like a three. Mm. Yeah, but. <laughs> Not yeah. in such a bad way. You can. This is a movie you can have on, mm-hmm. and just catch some key scenes. There's really? not a lot of dialogue. I think. <laughs> I another agree. thing about this you movie. Know, another thing about this. <laughs> <laughs> another thing about this movie is that most movies that we do, I try to watch them while I'm like eating or like on trains. <laughs> <laughs> this Wrong. one I cannot watch while I was eating. I tried <laughs> for a second, and then I was like, that nope, not not. Doing I was that. eating. <laughs> It would it would you make your meal like more delicious by comparison, though. Like, I think <laughs> yeah. it maybe boost the flavor. Uh, I think, at least I'm not eating vomit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think I had to take Gruel. a brief pause when the guy was eating the bowl of vomit. Depends on the vomit. Like, though, right? Scooping hummus out of a container with my fingers like a disgusting pig. Not all vomit <laughs> is equal. So similar. Oh. <laughs> I was like, baby birds eat vomit from their parents all the time. Is yeah, right? the thing is the like that, that love scene, it. But the thing is like really that scene didn't that make shit. any sense, right? Like, why are they eating vomit? Like, because it's, it's fucking gratuitous. It, it, yeah, yeah, it never why comes was, back. Why was the big fat fella eating his comrade's brains before chasing the other guy with the, the sledgehammer? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's no reason. <laughs> yeah, why? Because he's eating the because it's gore. Because it's gross out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that other right. guy's brains keep it. falling out across the movie, and he keeps like putting them Derek. back in his head and like with like grass on like all <laughs> don't run. brain parts Derek's don't run it's like oh I put you a bit of gum in me brain <laughs> <laughs> and then he steals someone else's brain and shoves it into his own like one of the aliens brains mm-hmm. shoved it into his own head because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that that's how that works Pe- if there's room you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pack it all in uh, <laughs> yeah so I don't know to to do like a real plot, I don't know what. The, I mean, the first forty minutes of this movie are just. I honestly, it's the, running around the beautiful hills of New Zealand. It's. A, I think it's a tourism. Uh, <laughs> right, this is uh, a tourism I, film. I just remember the yeah, the first half of the movie just being people running around the hills. Um, there's some new like there are some very New Zealand jokes. I feel like there's they make fun of like of New Zealand too. It takes you on a little getaway. It yeah. is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I would have appreciated uh, the beautiful New New Zealand scenes if the resolution wasn't so low in the in the mm. video. Mm. Oh, that might have just been. I think you were asking for too much there. I just could, maybe yeah. just in YouTube. Yeah, yeah that you, might have just been. This movie is meant to be seen on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> and this movie is meant to be seen on VHS. Also, they filmed it on a certain type of low grade <laughs> thing. It says, and you know, it I looked up some details. You know, it feels That's like good. it was filmed like in between takes of homemade pornography. Like it's <laughs> in that kind of like vomit porn. <laughs> right. Well, not not so contemporary homemade pornography. Was there a yeah, sing- not was there contemporary a single yeah. woman in this not movie. Good things like X Tube. No, there were no Is women in this movie. 
Is this a women? Did this movie pass the Bechdel? Is it so? Did it so fail the Bechdel test that in a way it actually passed? They forgot to give the women their SAG cards. They forgot to renew their subscription. It was just no women were available that day to be in the movie. I mean, they all had cramps. You are you breaking down this plot? This is what I told. All right, okay. We ran around the yeah. I'm fucking dying because there's you can really sum up this movie in one minute if you tried. Hear it. Okay, yeah, go for it. Hit it. Oh boy. See you. Let's each. How about this? Can you wrap every one of us? Can you wrap it in one minute? Wrap this movie in one sentence. You can have commas. It could be run on. In one, one sentence, and we'll go it's around. It's a rap? No. Oh, rap. no, we're not rhyming it. Oh, no. oh wrap, up, uh, wrap up the W-R-A-P. movie. W-R-A-P. Oh, wrap I see. Around. We could also try and do a, a wrap around. We could around. do a wrap like around. Yeah. Deep blue sea style. <laughs> oh, cool, Jay. All right. So I can, I can wrap this movie in one sentence. Okay, do it. A guy <laughs> shoots a rocket from a rocket launcher at an alien but the alien ducks and it misses him <laughs> and goes through a man-shaped cutout of a wall that was made by a guy wielding a chainsaw and passes through that and hits a sheep and the sheep explodes and the alien kicks the guy in the balls and he hits his head on the ceiling after he gets kicked in the balls. That's what this movie was about. I gotta about. That's see right. that <laughs> film. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if That's you're... That's what this movie's about, right? If you're in the mood for a movie that, like, first of all, I feel like all RAF movies, like any movie that I put so in the RAF category... <laughs> <laughs> could play in the background of a bar or party that I was at in college and like not a, a certain kind of bar like a, a bar that not a know. cocktail bar <laughs> yeah not a cocktail bar not the, four, bar not the four seasons not the rooftop at the four seasons <laughs> yeah this ain't the four Ritz <laughs> it ain't playing in the a, eyes wide shut house I mean I don't know I feel like this isn't a Nicole movie um, <laughs> the bars we don't have, have natural ice wait you tap. think it's a what <laughs> I think it's a Nicole movie. I, I don't know if this you is... You think it's an occult movie? I think it is a cult movie, but I think it is a no. Nicole... Nicole. A Nicole. Nicole. Nicole movie. Oh, 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 that's you. A yeah. Nicole movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The person who's sitting here. You said an occult in a, movie. In a cult, Nicole movie. It a cult. Nic- and there is a Nicole movie, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Good time. This, I mean, I would also <laughs> put this movie in the category of Deep Stone. Like, this, this movie definitely has Deep Stone vibes... Everybody who made stoned. it was deep stoned. deep stoned, but it's not like super chilled out at all. No, it's in not any way. chill. No, this is not a <laughs> there's chill. No, there's movie. no music sequence, and there needs to be like a right, right. It's not psychedelic sequence. at all yeah. either. Yeah, no montage. That's true. Uh, no, there's no montage. It's just that the people were really stoned. Yeah, the people were, were really the actors. Well, like the first half of this movie is basically a zombie movie, right? Where we don't see any aliens. Right. We sort of hear reports that there are aliens, but I you don't even believe the gang of idiots who are murdering these people. And I'm like, so are you just you're saying they're aliens and you're just killing them for no reason? Like that was a little bizarre. Yeah, the they're just the blue collar sap- sapiens. I yeah. like how they refer to humans yeah. as sapiens. Yeah. <laughs> and then halfway through, it's like this hard turn where all of a sudden the aliens all take their like alien form, which is dope. Mm-hmm. And then there's like explosions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I That's put just in like my last notes. 20 minutes or 15 minutes or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I put in my notes like 
There's no aliens in a car getting right. blown up while sub ACDC rock plays on the <laughs> stereo. <laughs> like sub ACDC. That was how I felt about this whole movie. Was w- like, of they got w- X- ACDC from over the <laughs> pond in Australia. They made That's that deal. true. Yeah. They, they were like, I feel like ACDC was too good and they turned this movie down. They're like, we need some ACDC style rock. All right. <laughs> You, Jimbo, take this base. It's time to rock it out. White Snake was busy. (laughs) (laughs) Poison was not busy, but... Are you kidding? In 87, Poison Poison was was like, it had number one hits on the The radio. We're talking about how dumb this movie is, but also how smart it is. There's a lot of... I was going to say cleverity, but it's cleverness. (laughs) 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 But I still... still, I'm interested in Alan's one-minute... Synopsis. Yeah, yeah we should, and we I'm interested in Rafi's quotables too. No, All right, notable quotables. <laughs> All right, I don't think it's it. gonna. I don't. I don't think I'm gonna be uninterrupted. I'm. We're putting <laughs> a minute on the clock, listeners. Put your mic at the end of this. Yeah. All right. Oh, hit no. it. So these the boys go to some small town. <laughs> some small town has been attacked by aliens. All of the residents are missing. The boys which are a governmental agency, have been sent there. So we see the boys. There's like four of them. One of them is like this nerdy guy, Derek. It starts off with like... A, it's very zombie like you're saying. So there's a zombie-type alien who is like just following a guy with a, with a knife, and the guy is like balding but has long hair. Yeah, it's <laughs> Michael Bolton. And, uh, Super awkward. And a horrible mustache or something. <laughs> he's in the whole movie, and it's he's terrible to look at the whole time. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and then, so he kills that alien, I think. Right. And then a whole bunch of aliens go to attack Derek, the nerdy guy, Derek kills all of them then, but except that Derek is then flung off a cliff later, he gets up and is apparently still alive. What I thought was happening there was that he had become an alien or a zombie or something. I thought that for a long time. And then eventually I realized that it wasn't that. He just somehow survived and was continually having like seizures. (laughs) 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 Because his brain kept falling out of his head. Um, So he just goes on a rampage essentially. At first you think he's killing all of the aliens because they attacked him. But then you realize that he's maybe just wants to kill everybody. Like he's just become a suicide, uh, a homicidal maniac. Uh, and I'm just going to follow Derek around. So then, uh, <laughs> so, so then Life the, Derek. <laughs> I feel like Derek really like resonated with you. For some <laughs> just like this guy, who just gets, falls off a cliff and just loses his shit. And becomes a chainsaw wielding maniac with a Sergeant, Pepper, <laughs> Sergeant Pepper's truck. <laughs> yeah. We all have a little bit of Derek. In <laughs> I know. Release your inner Derek. Listeners. Uh, yeah, I guess there's more to this movie. Then there's also the, the sales, the nut salesman, the tax collector who comes into town, who I guess is supposed to be like a big nerd type guy. And then, <laughs> The aliens want to eat him. Um, The aliens attack him and they want to... Yeah, the aliens attack him and then they want to eat him for dinner. Uh, So they put him in a soup with an apple in his mouth. Uh, and then scotch taped, by the way, that's scotch tape. Yeah, I was like, that's going to make your soup taste really lousy. It's scotch tape around his head. So then the boys need to go go get him. He's in some house that looks like a historic house. (laughs) <laughs> they attack the house. They rescue him. They kill all the aliens. The aliens somehow change into their alien form. They're human. They're in human form the whole time. Until they get a budget. <laughs> Until they get a budget. 
and then turns out that and then they kill almost all the aliens but then the mastermind aliens it turns out the whole time the house was a spaceship so the mastermind aliens fly off in the spaceship <laughs> it's like a co- <laughs> like a colonial style spaceship yeah. like it just literally <laughs> yeah. is a colonial house yeah. <laughs> that was so awesome yeah mm-hmm. uh, i'm liking this movie now more than than you are i'm liking describing it <laughs> i think if it was 30 minutes i would have liked it Mm. particularly <laughs> the last 30 minutes yeah <laughs> like mm. the last 30 minutes of this movie made me kind of love it in that like the first 40 are borderline unbearable and i was like at least we'll laugh about this fucking insane <laughs> like this is comfortably probably the worst thing we watch for the show except i don't know if i don't know what else you guys are to say, except watching fucking chronopolis uh the first terminator movie and uh oh brazil oh, Grenopolis. i forgot about Grenopolis. fuck if i have to watch brazil ever again no, in my I life i actually like brazil yeah we're split on this have uh-huh. you seen that terry gilliam brazil Mm-mm. it's good right? well i like it it's like I six like hours it. long speaking of movies that don't pass the bechdel test it doesn't probably not i mean none of these movies do none of them do what's that test uh if there are two women in the movie that talk to each other about something other than a man Hmm. Mm-hmm. Most of the movies we watch don't pass it. <laughs> don't even come fucking close. It's pretty insane. You need to talk to the Sci-Fi Society. Write a letter. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sci the board of sci-fi What's their email writers. <laughs> <laughs> it's nerds at Facebook.com. Yeah, <laughs> you cut me off. I was I was literally at the like the very last part of the movie. Right. Sorry. Oh, the, sorry the, the, movie, the movie. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. The movie takes. Uh, the movie. Well, the movie takes off and the house takes off. And then uh, it's just Derek. Derek happens to be still on, in the house. So then he kills like the boss alien. Lord Crumb. In, in the, uh, what is his name? Lord, Lord Crumb. Crumb. And then in the most insane way, um, by like falling through the ceiling with a chainsaw and then <laughs> chainsawing his way through the body. <laughs> and then and putting then, on his and skin. And then he manages to put, yeah, he puts on his skin. And then he's going to this alien planet to kill all the rest of the aliens, apparently, or supposedly. So yeah, he's he become calls like, them on the phone. <laughs> right, yeah, 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 <laughs> to tell like, them. I will kill you all. <laughs> That's I'm what wearing you your, your master's skin right <laughs> That's now. That's what you get for tangling with New Zealand. <laughs> Coming in for a landing here. All right, so I think the that best... That was a great summary. Yeah, that was really better than probably all the ones I've done in the history <laughs> of this fucking yeah, show. You realize this is your job from now on. <laughs> yeah. So my favorite line in this whole movie... Just remember, we're only author. I have to look. I have to look this up because I wanted to do it verbatim. Just remember, we're only authorized to use violence while protecting the planet and the moon. Yeah, and the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Did I, I feel like I missed half of these lines? I should have put on the subtitles. Yeah, my favorite. I, that one. I put in my notes because I was like, okay, there's some intelligent, like intellectual stuff we can talk about. First of all. Can we please Why? quickly talk that the, <laughs> that the guy who like gets his brain damaged and goes on the kill rampage for the whole movie is wearing Harry Potter glasses and a Harry Potter <laughs> scarf. He's mm-hmm. wearing the Gryffindor colors. What the fuck is up with that time travelers? Hit me on Twitter. <laughs> Nicole, you're right? the biggest Harry Potter fan I know. So. Oh my God. I ain't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, we have it on TV. I, I, okay, so no, I appreciate that. I feel that. like that is very interesting because i was noticing the harry potter vibes also and i was like peter jackson didn't even direct harry potter he directed lord <laughs> of the rings what the <laughs> fuck is going on here 
Yeah, it was very strange. I was like, maybe did J.K. Rowling see this movie and was like, that's Inspired. the look. That's, <laughs> that's the look for my main character. That J- scarf and those glasses. J.K. Rowling's monocle would fall into her milky tea <laughs> if she ever saw this movie. I feel oh like my. they were going for um, like a ambiguous uh, Australian, New Zealand, English vibe because I was watching this with my baby brother-in-law and he's like, Oh, this is totally London. No, it ain't. But there's a Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band right. driving the car. Well, yeah. This guy's looking <laughs> coming out looking like Harry Potter. And their their accent was clearly New Zealand. But my baby brother, he's he thinks he knows everything, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. I mean the Harry Potter thing is some mm-hmm. time travel going up. on. Yeah, yeah that was go. that was some next level time travel shit. The other, so yeah, the other like smart stuff. I was just like, yeah, this the movie talks about smart, the other smart, smart stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I put industrial farming, the rise of fast <laughs> food, the mm-hmm. rise of fast, fast food, food alien colonization (parentheses for food) arrow toward reptilians. So mm-hmm. tweeted us about that, David Ike, because yeah. there are like there is a whole insane sub so for listeners who don't spend the time on like the dark web that i do uh there is like an entire subculture of fucking lunatics out here who think that movies like this and they live are like not real but are warnings to another part of the culture that this is actually happening that like there are reptiles that have colonized planet earth and are like slowly raising us for chattel yeah the same like maybe same or similar people who think that stanley kubrick coded um part of like him faking the moon landing into the shining yeah yeah it's it's fucking insane i mean which i kind of love i just i love that people can let their minds get like that this is what happens when you break the computer that is the human brain it's just like (laughs) did you have any favorite quotes anybody else what are yours (laughs) oh my favorite quote is just when it's over an hour into the movie and the tax collector introduces himself (laughs) he says hi my name is like giles whatever and then the other character who's been in the movie the whole time he's like the first character you see (laughs) says hi i'm whatever let's go and it's delivered completely flat and then they run away do you guys know what i'm talking about i don't think i missed that Also, like, does does this movie exist in, like, many alternate dimensions where we each saw a different version? Because you guys keep saying stuff, and I'm like, I don't remember that. You're going to have to watch it again in another five years. This maybe isn't, like, maybe this isn't actually a movie, but it's some sort of, like, paranormal event. Um, Captured. Like, it actually, like, breaks. this, This movie is, like, a node in the ether or whatever or a node in space time that like breaks the bonds of our particular universe alan back me up on this yeah Physics. it checks out so <laughs> <laughs> yeah my my favorite line that i put in my notes was when the dude with the curly mullet and the sleeveless t-shirt the member of the boys whose name i can't the remember the one that looks like richard simmons yeah in the red <laughs> no, he like, yeah right he was like yeah. buff richard simmons <laughs> There's a, there's a part where he picks up a rocket launcher to shoot the alien house spaceship and one of his friends stops him and goes, 
what are you doing? That's a historical homestead. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> I remember that. I don't remember that line. <laughs> it's incredible. How, I'm the only. How high were you, Raffy? I, I feel like I was high from watching Regular this movie. High? Like, like this Not movie. An abnormal amount. <laughs> made me feel Seven? super yeah, stoned. About <laughs> three out of ten. Uh, yeah, this yeah this movie was. It was an experience <laughs> to watch. I'm, I'm glad you guys that. watched it anyway. On on the quotes tip, uh, mm. I just my favorite part is the the whole movie's pretty quiet. You know, it's it's shortly after they're done running around the hills and stuff is starting to go down. You see what the actual plot is developing to be, and they find the guy in the soup, and he's waking up, and the uh, Lord Crumb comes in. And he goes, the movie's just been so quiet, and he just comes out with a whole thing. I suppose you're wondering why you're soaking in Reg's 11 secret herbs and spices. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, he can't even answer. He's like, tomorrow we're having you for lunch. That's my favorite part. It just gets so loud at that point. And then they start drinking the slap. Slop. <laughs> I got a chunky uh, pit. Yeah, Lord Crumb's voice was amazing, I thought. Yeah, like mm-hmm. It's like, it's also one of those movies where, shit, there was another one we watched where there's like clearly one actor and like everyone else is not oh the island of dr moreau <laughs> it's like everyone else is not acting <laughs> yeah they're just doing whatever just and then set. there's fucking marlon brando <laughs> who is like turn it up to 12 he just like dunks the he's fucking just like, ball he's like oh my brain it hurts so bad <laughs> it's like everyone else is like i am cheetah man i am part cheetah part man marlon brando's like i need ice on my fucking head <laughs> well, it's yeah. too hot this movie is uh, definitely like, like that I with lord crumb i might have shot while <laughs> yeah. i farted yeah, yeah lord crumb is like the only person he who's won, did he win an award for <laughs> 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 i think he's a nobel i think <laughs> best, nobel. best supporting kiwi right <laughs> <laughs> nobel prize in dentistry <laughs> the nobel prize in alien impersonation in australia Fast food franchise, Oceania. intergalactic fans, fast food franchise. Best vomit eating. <laughs> <laughs> what, does I'm, Australia must have be. a film awards? I mean, I don't know. We talk about Australia as this backwards place. Has anybody here been what? to Australia? No. No. Nope. We Too got far. invited to <laughs> tour <laughs> there Not once. real. <laughs> yeah, we got invited to tour there once. In Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was too much money for us to fly because you can't. Mm-hmm. It's like in order to make it financially viable, you have to go to three or four cities and you have to fly between them, which means you can't rent gear in one place and drive it. It just was like a nightmare. It wasn't doable, which it's is okay. sad. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Wait, so here, here's what I want to talk. So you're, are you into gore movies? Because I'm am. not really. So like. I, I like gore movies more than I like thrillers. Okay. So People would you say like, this is yeah. like a this is like sort of a parody? Is this a, kind of a parody of gore movies? Is it kind of playing this is on like tropes? A gore movie, yeah. It's just like a gore movie. You mean like trauma? It's very trauma. But is it like playing on gore movies, or is it just like a gore movie? Is it just trying to I be like it, a can like I the can ultimate I piggyback gore on that? movie? Yeah, like, is there such a it, it, it is? Is there such a thing as a serious gore movie? Like, is there like a maybe it's not yeah. gore movie, or is gore maybe like necessarily? Isn't in your opinion, a genre that has like, that's pretty tongue in cheek. Um, there's different types of gore, you know, like there's a really serious, like French horror movies that are just like brutal and you probably only want to see it once ever. Such as, um, movies like hot tension or, um, what's that one movie inside where he's like stalking this nine month pregnant, pregnant lady. And then it's like, it's kind of like a 
really gory, gory slasher. And Damn. then that movie Martyrs. Oh yeah, I've heard about that. Ugh, I've never. I've seen some stills from it and was like, pass. But then, yeah, it's it's hard to watch, and I'm too old for that shit now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I seen it once, maybe twice. And uh, but no, the go- I feel like straight up gore movies are like this and right. Dead Alive, and maybe Suspiria, the original, walks that line between the two. Yeah, that might be more of like an eerie kind of more yeah. Like horror film, but yeah. And some Dario Argento stuff. Yeah. But what do you think makes this like the best gore movie? The best? Or, well, you, it's one of your, one is, of it one of, is it one of your favorite movies? Did you say that? Yeah, it's just so <laughs> ridiculous. I love uh-huh. this movie. So and it's more ridiculous than a normal mm-hmm. gore movie. Yeah. And I like when they, yeah, like I said, like when they do it all themselves, there's not, there's no CGI and it's like they're using household materials. Mm. They said that the alien costumes were baked in Peter Jackson's mom's oven. What? That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, it says uh, Tom Savini came in and helped with some of the makeup and and special effects. So I like that. I want to push this a little bit. Do you think that, because I think you're the only person here right now who like has seen a lot of gore movies and I like can't even think of another one that I can even think of that I've seen um, off the top of my head. Is it like, is the point of gore, do you think at the point of gore, and I guess tell me if this is this is like a stupid pointless question, but do you think the point of gore is actually to gross you out or is it to be like, to experience like a kind of like, oh, that's so ridiculous, that's silly, I'm amused by being this thing that is gross, but it's not actually like going to repulse me in a real way. Because like there's definitely like, there are horror movies that are super focused on making you like really recoil like that are just like these like torture like, saw, yeah. like the saw I'm movies I'm not a huge fan of anything yeah. like that where it's just so gratuitous and overproduced yeah. and all of that yeah I'm not a huge fan of that um, I think it's it's both they're trying to gross you out um, mainly shock values a term that, that comes to mind but also just trying to make it look so realistic when it's not like we might have an idea of what it looks like when somebody breaks their arm and the bone comes through the skin you either see like realistic you see it in person hopefully not but or you see photos online medical shit on tv but like thinking about like the different ways an arm can break maybe that hasn't happened yet and just imagined and created for a film i think that's pretty interesting to see how real you can get something to look that we might not have an actual reference for, or it just mm. imagination there. Also, I love it's hearing true. you say like about the homemade quality of this and like the DIYness of it is like really inspiring. Mm-hmm. It's like just to think about what these guys did with just like nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's super cool. It makes me like this movie a lot it makes more. Makes me feel like I can make a movie. Oh hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> with enough commitment, yeah. I guess that's what I like about this movie. It makes me feel like I can make a movie. What I talk about this movie is that it it was actually very wholesome in a lot of ways. Like it really felt like <laughs> it was like it was dudes like being guys, you know, like there's nothing there's nothing cruel or mean about this, but it was also like very immature like <laughs> teenager stuff. If you know, people if you knew people who made that movie, they're probably like okay people. They're just really silly and goofy and having a great time. This dude's being guys. I'm glad you guys... Rocket launchers. Yeah. I'm glad you guys gave it a watch. I liked <laughs> it. I mean, 
I'm glad that I watched it. I think it's one of those movies that I know that I will get a lot of value out of talking with people about in the future where it's like, oh, or that I've also seen like many references or been around people who are like, oh yeah, did you ever see Cannibal Holocaust or whatever? Yeah. And you're like, oh no, I haven't watched that one. That also made me feel good about this movie. That makes me happy to hear you say that. <laughs> yeah. Ellen's like, I'm not going to ever think about this movie. <laughs> I, no, I do. <laughs> I am more interested. I mean, it is interesting definitely to think about it in the context of how low the budget was. If you think about it in that context, you're like, well, yes, yeah, like a lot of it is just super low budget. There are a lot of things that they couldn't polish, right? And that's just how it was. I mean, uh, more in terms of acting, I would say. <laughs> and, yeah. and some of the pacing and... <laughs> And dialogue, stilted dialogue, and things like, like that. Like, can you tone it down? <laughs> <laughs> we need you at a little more. Everybody else. He's like, don't fuck with my craft. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would kind of want to look up what else that guy's been in because he's definitely been in other things. Been in bad taste too. Oh, <laughs> which Did I haven't made bad taste. Yeah, they made a sequel. In general, like sequels. Um, I don't know why sequels are like they should be much less common than they are, because they're. I'm realizing while we're doing this show, even if they're good, they're so rarely like even close to the original. It's very rare. Yeah. Every single that, one. That they're too close to the original? Or I that mean, they're in quality close to the not original. Close, I mean, like, if, if like most of the time it's like the the first one is like a, a real gem and they do other ones and they're just, the second one is just not nearly, even if it's good, it's not nearly as good. Right. And just like I feel like just, you know, leave it alone, guys. Yeah, Home Alone comes to mind. So should we throw it to endorsements? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I forgot to brief you on this. We do endorsements on the show. If you have anything to endorse. Unless you have other topics you want to approach. On yeah, this. unless. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I wanted to ask Alan about animal liberation, but then I was like. Uh, maybe that's not. Yeah. You know what? No, <laughs> actually, that's what came to my mind. I was just talking to somebody about this recently. And, you know, um, it's it's no secret that I am a. Not to get political. I'm a Bernie supporter. But they always send out these surveys like which which of these topics are most important to you? Medicare for all. And like, you know, you check them all off. They're all important. And they're like, what? <laughs> anything else that's not on this list? And I'm like, if we're going to break up the big banks, Free why pizza. don't we break up factory farms? We should be. That's a great point. That's, mm -hmm. that's, yeah. I think we need to be thinking about that a lot more as a civilized nation and uh, as a one of you know the richest country in, in the world um we should be able to break up these factory farms and get better conditions for the animals and yeah. the people the consumers too and and the the people who are the farmers i mean the the, the people are the farmers aka farmers farm <laughs> workers <laughs> uh, the, the people who the are the farm the farm. human farmers <laughs> the human farmers the animal farmers and the human farmers the sapien meat the I, sapien nuggets <laughs> sapien gruel <laughs> now with chunks um yeah i think that's an economic justice issue too because it's a it's an ostensibly self-sustaining like if you can do subsistence as a farmer there's not much else you can do subsistence as unless you're like a hunter gatherer but like let's get real narco, a narco primitivism <laughs> i'm a hunter gatherer outside the nike store mm -hmm. are you guys aware of a narco primitivism no it's something that like dorks on the internet are into it's just like hard to so imagine. So you obviously know about it, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> this one hasn't crossed my Damn. nightmare pathway. Ooh. What? Oh yeah, <laughs> she oh, just yeah. dissed you. That's all right. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm used to it. I'm a dork on it. I am a student of internet subcultures. <laughs> I am an aficionado. AKA. It's just <laughs> the the, the, proxim the proximity to this stuff. I wish I was less online, but I don't know. Also, 
ultimate dirty rap playlist maker. Yeah, my dirty rap playlist is available on Spotify. Um, it's called it's, the Valentine's Bounce. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> disgusting. The songs are very dirty. I told someone at work about it. I, I was surprised that. you made that shit. I, I didn't even. <laughs> you didn't even tell me. Oh my god! Yeah, I think you, you sh- played it at your party, right? I yeah. played it at my ba- oh, Valentine's yeah. Day party. Yeah. That was pretty good. It was extremely mm-hmm. sexual. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was Valentine's Day. Should we throw it to endorsements? This this is so fulfilling. It means so much to me. What is endorsements? That the endorsement? Or yeah, right. yeah. endorse yeah. <laughs> friendship. Raph, mm-hmm. what do you got? No, don't start with me. I haven't thought about it. Oh, okay, yeah, fair me enough. Either. All right, cool. I've got a nerdy one for my musician people surprise, out there. <laughs> <laughs> which is I wanted to endorse this company, Behringer, which like probably everybody out there has used is that a gun company? No, no, no. It's a musical equipment company. They make stupid shit like speakers and like microphones and microphone cables and a bunch of not useless stuff, but like just egg- regular everyday stuff that you wouldn't really like need a fancy version of. But apparently they've produced so much stuff and they make so much like musical equipment that they actually own all of their own factories because it's just expedient, obviously. So they've started an R&D sort of wing to re-release perfectly modeled knockoffs of all of these powerfully expensive synthesizers from the 70s and 80s for nothing because they're making the parts themselves. So they released like a knockoff of like the 808 and the 909. These are like drum machines that you guys have heard on nothing every single record. Nothing sounds like an 808. Yeah, exactly. Nothing sounds like an 808 except the Behringer 808, which sounds exactly like an 808 and you can get for 300 bucks instead of 4,000, which is like fucking mind-blowing. So anyway, I love that sound. Yeah. So like the 808, the the Mini Moog D is one that they've done and they've just teased that they're re-releasing or they're they're planning to do a knockoff of this very famous synth called the Yamaha CS80. So my endorsement is the Behringer Yamaha CS80. Probably won't be out for like a year or two, but uh for fellow nerds like me, it's what Vangelis used to make all of his music, specifically the Blade Runner soundtrack, but it's like hell yeah. Yeah. So a CS80. You know how you I feel about Vangelis, man. Vangelis fucking rules. It's and fucking like, king. Yeah. So Aphrodite's Child is legitimately <laughs> one of my favorite bands, which, you know, yeah, doesn't mean they're any good, but they're one of my favorite <laughs> bands. <laughs> yeah. So like a CS80. 25, mi- 25 minutes song. <laughs> right. Yeah. Costs yeah. about $20,000 if you were to buy one from the 80s. And I assume the Behringer is going to retail for like 700 um, yeah, so my, my endorsement is Behringer and like keep knocking off shit because it's awesome and thank you. So I guess I, g- I can do one. So it's also music related, but um, I don't like to endorse like every album that I'm like listen- that I'm listening to, but this one feels a little different. So it was recently actually reissued. It's Gene Clark's album, um, No Other from I think 1974. And the reissue got a ton of notice, a ton of music press and everybody's talking about it. And like this is like a lost gem. And it's just kind of interesting because I definitely remember listening to this record and like feeling like, huh, interesting, you know, not great, but, but kind of like, it's good, it's good country rock, you know? Yeah. It's a classic. Yeah. It's got, you know, a couple of good songs. And then like after I got all this notice, I was like, shit, maybe I like didn't really give this like an honest try. I went back and listened to it. And that's, I guess that was like the second listen. So this was a three listener. Some albums are first listeners. Some albums are second listeners. This was a third listener. I listened to it a second time, like on the elliptical machine, you know, and I was like, oh yeah, it's a good album. 
And then like a couple weeks later, I was like, I had all these melodies stuck in my head and like a bunch of different ones. I was like, oh, those are all from that album. And I'd listened to a bunch of stuff intervening and I went back and listened to it and I was like really listening to it and listening to the lyrics. I was like, this album is fucking incredible. Like this is like one of the albums of the decade for the 70s. Like I can't think of many albums from that decade that are better than this. So no other by Gene Clark. Total fucking lost treasure. Yeah, I will second Raph's endorsement on that one. It's a fucking amazing album. And the reason it's getting so much like sort of revitalization is because they just released a documentary about him called The Bird Who Flew Alone, which I haven't seen yet. I would love to see that. I didn't even know that. Yeah, and there's a tribute. There was like a big tribute concert for him at, oh God, I can't remember where. And that was like four years ago. And it was like Victoria Legrand was in it and Hamilton from The Walkman was in it. And uh, Robin Pecknold from Fleet Foxes was was on it. It's basically everyone no on way. Belly Union. Yeah, I agree. Um, but anyway, yeah, I strongly agree with your endorsement that that record is like a. It's one of those weird classics, like the third Big Star album or something like that, where it's just like. Yeah, man. But you know how I, how I feel about Big Star. What you hate them? I love Big. Are you oh. kidding me? Oh, good. I god, was worried. Fucking, oh my god. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Big Star Third is like... Yeah, Third is an incredible record, and it's in that wheelhouse, right? Not necessarily sonically, but like of that level of Lost Gem. That has my um, all-time favorite rock lyric on it, which is uh, it's from the song Thank You, and so it's thank you, friends, for making this all so probable. Huh, that's a pretty good know, lyric. I really like that lyric. I thought that was making this all so palpable. I thought that's a misheard lyric right there, I think. Oh, you, said, oh, you thought it was palpable? Yeah, it's probable. I think it's probable. It's not palpable. I think it's the prob- probability is palpable. Yeah. Okay. No, you're right, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm wrong. I'm gonna have to check out that song. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Alan, what do you got? I have a super uncool endorsement. It's also music endorsement. It's the opposite. This of is unusual for three music endorsements. <laughs> yeah, this is a rare one. But it's because uh, Marie Fredrickson died. From Roxette. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> so I've been listening to uh, It Must Have Been Love on nonstop, on not like nonstop. And, you know, I always thought that song was like super cheesy. And it is, kind of. But it's, you know, in the context of her passing, I would recommend having a listen. It's, you know, it's pretty touching. Because it probably was love. <laughs> <laughs> It must have been. And it's definitely over now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I should probably endorse some music. Dude, we <laughs> endorse whatever you want. We've had yeah. Yeah. endorse abstract concepts. That's what I, I'm going to do. I mean, everybody knows I love 2 chains. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I, gun sounds, sounds, yeah. I, chains, I would like to cup. say I think also <laughs> the, the <laughs> best new rapper out right now would have to be Baby. Very oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But I wanted to endorse tonight. I want to endorse tenant associations. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, if you're a renter anywhere and you live in a building and there's other tenants and you might not like them, you might not want to talk to them, but if some shit's going down, you should knock on their door and talk to them, stay in touch because you know there is power in numbers and that's the only way you're going to get what you need from your landlord is if you all band together. So I want to endorse tenant associations i want to throw something out there just based on that and i don't want to lose this opportunity having someone like nicole on this show i have a theory i don't need to explain the whole thing but i have a theory that um like tenant power tenant rights um 
sort of renters as a discrete group of people as a class is going to be a vector for greater class consciousness and in turn for a greater class movement. Do you Hell think yeah. that do you think that's realistic? Hell yeah. And how do we get there? <laughs> we got to give the power back to the people rather than the rich people who own property and think they can get away with whatever they want. And it's building ten associations where people are conscious of their situation as people with power to mm-hmm. to fight against the system against their overseers is that part of the the fight absolutely when you're working together it's better than just standing alone and somebody can try to uh trip you up on on testimony or whatever but if you got a bunch of people saying the same thing that's how we get anything done cool one more question do you think that i feel like my work as a poverty lawyer I was like a pretty shitty Democrat, you know, whatever uh, for a long I time. I was going to say anything. I was, uh, yeah, no, you know, you know, uh, you know, I was. <laughs> I we've talked about this. Um, yeah, there's a certain figurine that I had on my desk for a long time of a certain failed presidential candidate. But I think my work, more so than any particular election, I think my work as a poverty lawyer in the parlance of some old old school poverty but like to be like a legal aid or like definitely working in that, in that scenario, uh, situation I think it radicalized me do you think that in your experience was it that you brought your radical politics to or you know whatever politics to the work you did or do you think that there's been some sort of feedback or anything like that um, I feel like doing this work has made me more radical because you see how the imbalance of power that I feel okay being radical. A lot of people say, Nicole, calm down. You know, each side <laughs> needs to, you got to settle in the middle somewhere. I'm like, you, the, these landlords already get away with so much. I'm going to put my full demand out list, uh, demand list out there instead of trying to make a reasonable middle of the road proposal first. I'm going to ask for every single thing I want and then some, and then settle for something that's exactly what we want. Yeah. And ask it's for like a little more, settle <laughs> for what, you're actually entitled to. I agree. It's like it's everything. <laughs> it's like even if you have remedies, the law is what you make it. And even if you have remedies at the law. The law is what you can get away with. The law is what you can get away with. <laughs> exactly. I've heard some people say that before. <laughs> um, and, but like you have to fight in tooth and nail to get anything. So even if the legal remedies, even if the the playing field, like the rule book specifies a level playing field, you got to go out and measure that field on your own, you know. You got to make sure that, and you got to fight tooth and nail for every. Unfortunately, issue. you shouldn't have to fight so hard for rights you already have. We should be fighting for new rights, but here we are fighting for rights we already have. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Cheers to that! All right. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, solidarity. You um, guys are great. Oh, thanks for coming on. Are I gotta, you ready? I gotta listen to these jams, you guys. I mean, I actually was listening to that rock set song. I like that song. Oh really? Hell mm-hmm. yeah! It's a classic. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was cheesy for a long time, but like I listened to it and I was like, I think lyrically it's actually quite a good song. Well, and also yeah. the vocal <laughs> performance of it. Yeah, like the, and the vocals are good. Gives, there's like some feeling I in think it and it's kind of, it's melancholy. I think the melody is like a classic. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Um, and don't be scared of what we said. Yeah. Check out Bad Taste. Yeah, check it, out Bad you Taste. You will be happy you did. <laughs> it's not as long as you think it is. It's not as long as it seems. No, it's not that long. 
just enjoy the the scenes of of New England or wait not New, New England Zealand. New Zealand. Bad Taste Two is in New England. <laughs> it's basically Going Mark Wahlberg dri- <laughs> no. driving out of Revere. Yeah, <laughs> say hi to your mother for me. Lynn, Lynn, the, Lynn, the city of sin. It's got some aliens that eating everybody. It's it's fucked up. It's <laughs> <laughs> all fucked up. Um, yeah. Until next time, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Asher Lack. At highly affiligent. At Nanette new new Natch. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know it. I mean, I know it, but I c- don't know if I could <laughs> spell <laughs> it. That's awesome. <laughs> Nanette, N-A-N-E-T-T-E, N-U-N-U-N-A-C-H. N-U-N-U. I'm at, yeah, it's like it's like if Cool Keith had Twitter. I'm at Spectral Taint. And you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Robot House Pod. It's spelled H-A-U-S. Until next time, guys. Thanks so much. And Nicole, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Bye. I love you guys.